Can the New England Patriots get back on track on Sunday, or will the Saints go marching through Foxborough in Week 5? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Locked On Patriots is available on all platforms, including YouTube, so smash that subscribe button and download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots so you do not miss a single episode as soon as it's made available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter, the Bird app, X, whatever you want to call it, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Patriots account as well, at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code, all lowercase, NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And of course, Pats fans, we are on the precipice of week five in the NFL season in 2023. Your New England Patriots sit at one and three, facing a term I hate to use, but it is apropos for this week's matchup, a must win against the New Orleans Saints Sunday at Gillette Stadium, 1 p.m. kickoff. And here today to help me break it all down is our resident voice of reason. And I don't think we've needed this man's wisdom, counsel, and reason as much as we do today here in Foxborough in quite some time. Columnist extraordinaire for PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of another amazing Patriots podcast, Patriots 4th and 2, alongside Derek Havens. He is my Patriots Paisan, Steve Balistrieri, back today. Welcome back to the pod, my friend. Help us out here, Steve. This has been a tough week. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a very rough week. I mean, it wasn't so much that they lost last week, but how they did mm. lose. And they were dominated um, pretty much the entire game. I thought Dallas, you know, really kicked their behinds in all three phases of the football game. Um, and now I, I don't think it's hyperbole what, how you let in. I, I think this is a pivotal week for them. If they win, they can, you know, get back on track and, and you know, get ready to play the, the Raiders next week. If they lose, you know, I think this is a season that could unravel pretty quickly on them. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it's not hyperbole, it's hyperbole to say uh, that this one's kind of a must win. As you and I both know, Steve, the Patriots are facing a difficult Saints team on both sides of the ball. Their defense essentially has kept them in games, allowed them to walk away right now with a 2-2 two and two record heading into Week 5, but they're also getting healthy on offense at the right time and welcoming back key pieces that could be problematic for the Patriots to defend. You're an expert on defense. We're going to talk about the defense in just a moment, but let's start with the side of the ball everybody's talking about right now, Steve. 
and that is the offense. The New England Patriots simply unable to find any traction either in their ground game or in the passing game, and it is becoming problematic. Mac Jones with a rough performance, completing only 12 of his passes, 150 yards, three costly turnovers, and one failed attempt at trying to get a fourth down and convert that with the quarterback sneak. Just all of these adding together to a disastrous result on Sunday. But the Patriots running game was definitely not able to get on track either. Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott largely silent. Uh, the tight ends, other than Hunter Henry, really made no noise in this game. And the offensive line returned to its former turnstile ways. So in your infinite wisdom, counsel, and reason, <laughs> you're the New England Patriots offensive brain trust. You are Bill O'Brien this week. How do they do it? And what type of result do you expect as a result of maybe some adjustments that that's will make? Well, I think they have to go back to the basics, cut the mistakes out. Mm -hmm. Um, which that's, you know, simple there. But, you know, when you look at the Saints team, their defensive line is very good. But in honesty, it's probably the uh, the least ferocious of the four, well, soon to be five teams they've faced this year. Mm -hmm. um, they have to find a way to scheme up something to get the football running and, uh, I, I saw Evan Lazar made a great point. You know, um, they need to get to those plays where they pull guards and, you know, pull offensive linemen and get them moving downhill um, and to get their uh, running backs moving downhill. I think you need to put Mac Jones more on the center to let your downhill running backs, you know, start moving before this at the snap and rather than have to have Mac in the shotgun and wait for the, him to get the ball and then hand it to them. Uh, you know, I think that's a big, big uh, difference there. It doesn't sound like very much time, but it could be the difference between a guy getting hit at or behind the line of scrimmage and one or two yards beyond the line of scrimmage where he's got a full head of steam going. In the passing game, I watched the tape of them playing uh, the Bucks last week, and one of the ways that the Bucks uh, beat them was quick slants and shallow crossers. And that secondary of theirs is very good. And I just don't think, you know, looking at the big picture, guys like De Devontae Parker or Juju Smith-Schuster are going to have big days against that secondary. I think they need to start leaning on the younger guys. I need uh, that being Demario Douglas and Kendrick Bourne. Get a little more speed out there. Get guys on the field that are going to give you some chunk plays. Steve, I think one of the things that's been bothering Patriots fans throughout these last few weeks is the futility of getting the running game going. I know you watch and you scout and you've taken a look at the Patriots four games in total, not just last week's debacle in Dallas. It seems like the traction just is not there for them to break through and get the running game going. We saw a glimpse of it against the Jets in week three, but obviously that disappeared last week. Why do you think it's been so difficult for the Patriots' run game to get on track? And can they do it against this front of uh, New Orleans Saints on Sunday? Yeah, that's the $64,000 question, right? Um, why is it? I, I just think the offensive line hasn't 
they haven't gelled at all, you know. Um, they're still going different combinations, and they might go with a different one this week. The Darian Lowe mm, has given up 17 pressures in the last two games, and that's a ton. So with Riley Reef back practicing again, I'm curious to see if he plays this week. And, you know, if he does, are they just going to ease him in a little bit or are they going to throw him right into the fire and have him start at right tackle? But something has to be schemed up better for them to start getting some traction. Ramondre Stevenson is far too good of a back to be averaging just 2.7 yards of carry. Um, right. You know, um, Ezekiel Elliott is the guy that kind of bumped their – you know, team average up a little bit in that Jets game. But, you know, he's not the explosive guy he, he was back when he first came in with the Cowboys. But he can still bring it. But, you know, again, these guys need to get past the line of scrimmage without being, you know, hit hard. They, they have to be able to get up some kind of head of steam. And that falls on the offensive line. And, and those guys – you know, they, they really need to step up their game. I apologize for my phone not being turned off, but uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to take care of that as we speak. But, no, I think Bill O'Brien, they, they have to scheme something up, you know, to where these these guys are, you know, uh, doing a better job than they are. And that falls in with protection, too. Um, you know, um, this offensive line has really underperformed this year. And, you know, it, it was a it was a situation that we all kind of looked at uh, and, you know, at the beginning of training camp. And it was a question mark. But, you know, they thought they had the right pieces in there. But, you know, with all the injuries, illnesses, whatnot, they haven't performed well at all. And I think it's time that they start doing so. Again, this is a very difficult Saints front to try to get the running game going, to try to get it back on track. Nathan Shepard, Kalen Saunders, these guys definitely can clog the middle. They can take up a lot of space. Demario Davis, Pete Werner back there in the linebacker position provide a lot of help as well. So the Saints come into this game allowing 103.3 yards per game on the ground, folks. Murph and I talked about this earlier this week. They also average 4.1 yards per carry against. If you're going to find traction against this Saints team, it's not necessarily going for the volume of yards, but trying to maximize the carries that you have. If you can do that early, knock about four yards off of your next first down marker early on, that's going to take pressure off of Mac Jones, going to allow this team to be able to try to get some offensive rhythm going because they just haven't found anything to do it. And I know there's no secret to it. I know New Orleans probably knows it's coming. The Patriots probably know that their opponents know it's coming, but it's still one thing to go out there and to stop it. And the Patriots have to do that this week. They have to be able to run the ball effectively offensively to get any kind of traction. You're going to start hearing a lot more chatter, Steve, about this offense and whether or not, this is going to be a sustainable offense for the remainder of the season, not just, you know, into next year, but this season, uh, they can't come away with a victory or at least come away with a feel good type of performance on offense. It's a big game for the Patriots scoring unit this week. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, I think it's a pivotal game. This offense has to find some kind of an identity where they can say, okay, this is what we're doing. Well, 
This is what we're not. We're not going to do what we're not doing well anymore this year and start, you know, focusing on the things that are successful and, you know, start pushing the other team to react to them. Because right now, you know, uh, uh, their opponents are not afraid of their deep passing game. So, you know, they're, they're staying right at their position and it makes it difficult, you know, to find any kind of uh, rhythm going forward when teams are just pressing you, you know, up into the box. And, you know, that's it's something they're going to have to do this week. I think Bill O'Brien, again, it, a lot of it's going to depend on him. He needs to find some kind of a scheme where he can attack this New Orleans defense and find what what will work against them. I thought Baker Mayfield did a really good job last week in, in uh, you know, finding, again, those, those crossers and the quick slants. And I think that's something the Patriots can utilize, especially with a guy like Demario Douglas. I mean, because if he can get the ball with any kind of space, we saw what he could do last week against Dallas. They just didn't do enough of it, in my opinion. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I said this yesterday with Ross Jackson here on the Locked On Crossover Thursday episode with Locked On Saints. Mac is at his best when he's drawing the defense in. You bring the defense up, and then you lead your receivers under it. That's where he does his best work. Get the receivers in stride, short intermediate crossing routes, slants, even the occasional check down, folks. I know people don't like it because it's not aesthetically pleasing, and people are going to get on him for that. But at this point, you need to celebrate every completion you can and if it helps spark this team in the right direction, I'm all for them doing whatever they need to do. So, again, folks, a difficult task, but not insurmountable. The Patriots can beat this team on offense. They do have the ability to beat what New Orleans throws at them defensively. But at the same time, Steve, the Patriots now face their defensive woes of their own because two of their top players on defense are going to be on the shelf for quite some time in Christian Gonzalez and in Matthew Judon. We're getting some encouraging news, or at least some cryptically encouraging news, that J.C. Jackson might actually be in the lineup on Sunday. Still a lot that needs to happen for that to happen, but if it does, does it change the complexity of what this team can do on defense? Steve and I are going to discuss the Patriots' defensive efforts and strategy when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown listeners, some will tell you the key to a happy life is love, and others will tell you it's financial security. I'm going to leave it to all of you to determine your own path to a happy life. But what is my key to happiness, you might ask? Comfortable shorts and pants. That's right. I said it because today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Bird Dogs, the most comfortable lower body wear you'll ever have. Bird Dogs make you look good. If they can make me look good, they can make anyone look good. I own a pair of their joggers. I can tell you without hesitation, they are my absolute favorite pants. They're the perfect mix of fit and comfort. And even though hoodie season is beginning out here in New England, I'm still going to be wearing my bird dog shorts because we all know here in New England that nothing goes better with your favorite iced coffee and a hoodie than a pair of shorts. And bird dog shorts are the best shorts I've ever owned. They'll keep you comfortable in any weather. 
They fit way better than the regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Again, I am confident that you are going to love your Bird Dogs, so don't delay. Do it today. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter the promo code LockedOnNFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, spending time on your weekend, getting you ready for a 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday from Gillette Stadium, the New England Patriots hosting the New Orleans Saints in what Steve and I have described this as a must-win situation. And of course, as you can see, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com here with me today to help break this all down and maybe talk a few of you off the ledge when it comes to the New England Patriots, telling us, Steve, all hope is not lost. But You and I both know it's going to be a very difficult matchup for New England offensively against the Saints defense. What it's probably a lot more difficult now than we believed it would be a couple of weeks ago is the defensive matchup against New Orleans' offense. Uh, New Orleans' offense was kind of treading water a little bit, trying to get themselves going. Didn't have Alvin Kamara in the lineup. Derek Carr struggling to hit some of his top receivers. Uh, The New England Patriots were coming in, hanging their hat on the defense being the dominant unit on this team. Matthew Judon, torn biceps. Christian Gonzalez, torn labrum in his shoulder. He's done for the year. The Patriots did trade for J.C. Jackson, and they do have guys on this team that can step up and play roles. But no one is going to give you the productivity that these two gentlemen gave you at their respective positions. Based on the injuries that we have right now, Steve, how difficult would you say the task is for this defense to try to contain a New Orleans offense that is slowly getting better by the day? True. Uh, And uh, although they're improving, they're still struggling. I mean, Hmm. their offensive line is was banged up, of course, but they they've been struggling all season, too. And that's been their issue. That's why they've struggled offensively. Um, if you look at the teams they played, they haven't played quite the uh, level of teams that the Patriots have. I mean, it's something to take a look at. They beat the Titans and the Panthers and then lost a late game to the Packers and the Bucks. Um, but with Alvin Kamara back, it throws a whole new dynamic into things. They also have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. I mean, mm-hmm. These guys are are good, very good, you know, skill position guys. And so they have to be aware of that. And, you know, with the Patriots defense right now, missing all four of their top four cornerbacks. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a difficult position. Now, we heard there's a rumor that, you know, John Jones might be able to come back this week. Mm -hmm. That would be a huge boost. And if J.C. Jackson can play, then they they have two very good corners out there. You could put Miles Bryant back into the slot where he's better there than a, as a boundary corner. Um, so, you know, replacing Judon, there's no one player that can replace him on this team. I mean, he's that good. Um, but they do have depth there. I'm not going to say they can work around it. But they have the pieces there where it might not be catastrophic. 
You know, Keon White will probably see more snaps this week. Uh, Gerard Mayo said he would. Um, I think Anthony Jennings will see more work this week as well. So he, Jennings is more of an early down guy, a set the edge kind of run stuffer, but he can get after the quarterback a bit you know, on occasion. I think Keon White can do both. So um, we'll see how they they attack this Saints unit. But uh, you're you're right where they're getting healthier. They're starting to, you know, they're in a new system as well. So mm-hmm. they're still trying to feel out their new offensive system. But I think the key this week, getting after Derek Carr. He's not 100%. You saw that last week when he was trying to throw. Um, he doesn't get as much zip on the ball because of his shoulder injury. Um, and I think the key is getting after him, disrupt him, and start forcing um, other teams to turn the ball over. They only have two turnovers this year, which is far below what I thought they would have at this point. Bringing J.C. Jackson back, who was a ball hawk in his first go-around with the Patriots, maybe that changes the dynamic a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think so many people make a lot out of the weapons that Derek Carr has around him. Chris Olave is still one of the best young wide receivers in this game. Mike Thomas is still capable of giving you a good amount. He's caught 22 passes for 219 yards so far, rounding back into form in recent weeks. And a guy that I mentioned here again yesterday on the crossover episode that brought a smile to the face of my co-host, Ross Jackson, was uh, Rashid Shaheed, who has been a speedster in that unit and someone that the Patriots may have a lot of difficulty defending if they don't get Jonathan Jones back or if JC Jackson doesn't suit up. I think if they have at least one of these guys in there, it's going to allow Jonathan Jones, going to allow Miles Bryant, maybe try to, I don't want to say match his speed because Miles, that's not his game. He's much better in the slot, but Jonathan is a speedster. He can hang with these guys and then get some safety help over to be able to contain him because Derek Carr is showing a pension of loving this guy. But the other issue, and I think that you brought this up so well, Steve, is Derek Carr is not 100% here. That shoulder injury is still bothering him. He was still limited in practice all week long this week. So if that pass protection of New Orleans, which has not been good, they've already given up 13 sacks, that's an area that the Patriots need to exploit. And that's what makes it so difficult to be missing Matthew Judon this week because that is where he shines. And that ability to put pressure on the quarterback is made so much easier when you have your top pass rusher and also your best defensive facilitator. I don't think people realize just how much Matthew Judon opens up the ability for other guys to step in there and shine, not just Josh Uche and you know, guys like that and Anthony Jennings at the linebacker position, but even guys like Christian Barmore and Dietrich Wise on the end and on the uh, the defensive line. It's such a loss for these guys, and the Patriots really need to step it up. I agree with you. I think Jennings gets a good lion's share of the reps this week. Obviously, Uche is going to become more of your alpha pass rusher now uh, with maybe Jennings taking on a little bit more of a secondary role, but I think uh, an increase in reps no matter what. And Keon White, I think you're going to see an awful lot of him as well. And, uh, you know, when you talk about high-energy motor, he might not be a high-energy guy in his personality, but on the field, Mm -hmm. this guy is as tough and as much of a freight train-like player as you'll get on this roster. So it's a good opportunity for the rookie to showcase what he can do, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. And I liked his comment, you know, he's like, I'm not a big high-energy guy, meaning, you know, vocally. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which everyone took it the wrong way. And uh, I mean, if, as we've seen with him, he's just very quiet. He's all business. You know, he's not a rah-rah. He's not that he doesn't have the personality of Judon, but uh, he's, he's going to be a real special player on this defense. And, you know, now he'll get thrown into the fire a little bit more. But, you know, Uche and Dietrich Wise, Barmore, as you mentioned, in interior-wise, they have some pieces that can get after it, especially with a team that's struggling, you know, with their offensive line. And and I think the key for them, as I said, getting after Carr and, you know, um, limit Kamara's yards per carry. So they're forced into, uh, you know, throwing the ball, obviously, on third down. And maybe we'll see a little bit more Mapu this week covering Kamara coming out of the backfield. Absolutely. And that is a big factor as well, folks. And Alvin Kamara taking pressure off of Derek Carr. That's a key for the Patriots to be able to stop him and prevent him from getting any traction. Keep the ball in Derek Carr's hands. As much as that may sound difficult for a quarterback that's had his success in the NFL, because he's banged up, it's going to lead to difficulty for him to be able to complete his passes and find his targets. So the Patriots have to be very strategic about placing pressure and attacking that offensive line. Keep it struggling. Don't give it a chance to gain some confidence. Have to win your battles early, Steve, in order for this one to be a win for the New England Patriots. And I think that's going to lead us quite nicely into our conclusion of today's show is the must-haves for victory. What must the Patriots do in order to be on the winning side on Sunday? Steve and I are going to bring you our thoughts on that when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, football season is in full swing, and there is no better time to use prize picks the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling against thousands of other players, including all those pros and sharks out there, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And if you're a Patriots fan, you all know about what it's like to have injury insurance. It comes in handy. So don't delay. Do it today. Visit prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100 by going to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. And don't forget, use the promo code LockedOnNFL. Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, spending time over your weekend to preview Sunday's matchup between the Patriots and the Saints at Gillette Stadium, 1 p.m. kickoff. Folks, it's going to be a fun one up at Gillette. It's going to be a tense one up at Gillette. 
as the Patriots face arguably a must-win situation. Saw Robert Kraft walk through practice yesterday. Steve just looked at the media contingent and said, time to get a win. Um, And he didn't look like he was joking. Uh, I really think there is a sense of seriousness in New England this week. Uh, Those of my colleagues that were able to uh, march through Patriots locker room yesterday said that there was a deafening silence this week. A lot of seriousness going on. I think everybody understands uh, the nature of this game and what needs to happen if this team wants to salvage its season. Because tanking is not in the vocabulary of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, folks. For any of you holding out hope that, you know, they're going to uh, tank for Caleb or whatever type of slogan that you want to see, that's not in the DNA of the New England Patriots. If they struggle... They're going to struggle through the season, and it's not going to be pretty. A win this week would put them at 2-3 and three and at least give them a puncher's chance to be able to maybe sneak back into uh, reputability uh, before we even mention the word contention. But I digress, Steve. Let's talk about the situation and the problem at hand, and that is the New Orleans Saints. We've talked about offense. We've talked about defense. But ultimately, fundamentals that have to be executed. I like to call them must-haves. So if you're the New England Patriots, what must you do to come away with a victory over the Saints on Sunday? Well, I think, first of all, it starts with, you know, the attitude coming in. They have to leave that game and that debacle behind them. They have to move forward. I've said earlier this week on the podcast that this is their we're on to Cincinnati game. Yes. You know, (laughs) you've looked at the tape. You've seen all the mistakes that you've made, and now it's time to move on, correct those, and start getting back with a winning attitude. So, you know, this is there. We're on to Cincinnati week. Um, and then it starts with the offense, you know, because the offense is putting too much pressure on the defense. So they have to find a way to run the football, and they have to find a way to run it with Mac under center, because if they do that, it opens up play action passing. I think this will be a big week for Hunter Henry. Once again, Um, he has to be able to attack that middle of the field, use his size and his height. Um, You know, Tyrone Matthew isn't the biggest guy, but he's a playmaker. So um, you have to be aware of where he's at. Maybe try to set the tight ends up on him where, you know, they use their height against him. But moving on, I mean, I think they need better playmakers on the field. And I think right now Kendrick Bourne and Demario Douglas give you more of that than, you know, Juju and and Parker. I mean, Parker's played 100% of the snaps, you know, and I don't think that's that's helping the, you know – the uh the battle ongoing with this offense and you know maybe get a little creative maybe bring in malik cunningham for a gadget play or two anything to keep the defense guessing i think right now this week you have to kind of empty the playbook because you have to find a way to generate some chunk plays a big play here or there defensively like I said, I mean, you have to slow down Kamara enough where you're forcing the ball in Derek Carr's hands. And it sounds crazy, as you said, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think they can bring pressure on Carr and obvious passing situations. And then 
You know, that's what they're going to have to do. And the third thing is they have to find a way to generate some turnovers. Yeah. I, you know, um, two is through four games is not nearly enough. For as talented as this defense is, they need to start finding ways to jar the ball loose, come up with an interception or two. And I think if they can do those things, uh, they'll be able to come away with the win. I think it's going to be a rock fight because both teams are kind of similar in what they do well and what they're not doing well right now. It's kind of like playing the Jets. I think it's going to be one of those hard-fought rock fights. Yeah. I think that's a good analogy to use. And look, you make a lot of sense in terms of the must-haves that you'd add to this Patriots team. Um, One of the things that I think you talked about well was getting pressure on Derek Carr. If you're the New England Patriots and you're their defense, especially after the week that you've had, you have to show that you're still capable of generating pressure and rushing the passer. Albeit you're doing it against a banged-up quarterback, but you're still doing it with one with an impeccable reputation and one with a highly uh, decorated pedigree. So you want to be able to utilize that, hang your hat on it, and say, look, we lost Matthew Judon, our best pass rusher, but we still got pressure on Derek Carr and that New Orleans Saints offense. If you can do that by limiting what Kamara gives you on early downs, that's my second must-have for this team, is winning your battles on early downs. Steve, we hear so much about winning the third down battle and converting fourth downs when you're needed. If I'm the New England Patriots, I think you have to do a much better job in getting points added on the first and second down. Patriots are ranking 24th in the NFL right now in that department. Winning your battles that early, folks, takes so much pressure off of your quarterback, off of your backs. It really does allow you to be able to set up and win your battle on the late downs. And the same thing goes for the opposite side of the ball. Make sure that you're putting this New Orleans Saints offense in deficit. You want to get some third and 10s, third and 11s, third and you know, 14, 15 even. You want to be able to back this team up to the point where they feel the only option they have is to go deep. And then you can allow your secondary to go to work. And the last must-have for this New England Patriots team on Sunday, and again, you hit on this very well, Steve, keep the ball in New England's hands as much as possible, whether that means offensively or whether that means defensively. On offense, it means protect it better. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make throws across the field and, you know, essentially dare your defensive backs to pick you off after a very poor decision the first time around. Uh, Definitely don't want to dip into the well one too many times there, but you have to do a better job of protecting it. When you're running the football, you cradle it, you protect it. You make sure that no one can pop it loose. Um, You have to limit those turnovers on offense and on defense, you have to create them. And that is exactly why it's on both sides of the ball, because defensively, you want to make sure you get your hands on the ball as much as possible. Steve, I said yesterday here on Locked On Patriots that I believe the Patriots would pull out a razor thin 17 to 14 victory over the Saints on Sunday. But you're feeling a little lucky, Steve. Uh, You can share with us your uh, game prediction. (laughs) Oh, I I made a prediction in my uh, my keys to the game that came out this morning. I said uh, that I think they're going to positively respond to their loss last week. And I think, like I told you, it's going to be a rock fight. I think it'll be just a tad more high scoring, but not very much. I I said 2017 Patriots. Mm. 
Yeah, so. I think we're looking at that. I told us yesterday here on Locked On, it may come down to a Chad Ryland field goal early or late to determine this. If the Pats can find the end zone twice against this New Orleans defense, I think that's going to be enough considering what they have the ability to do to shut down their offense. And I think that's going to be uh, key. But uh, I'm really interested to see if J.C. Jackson's going to suit up in this one because I think that could change the complexity. J.C. always played better with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and I think he has a large one residing there right now. He wants to show people that that contract that he got from uh, the Los Angeles Chargers was not a fluke, and I think he's highly motivated who knows, maybe a highly motivated J.C. Jackson means big things for the Patriots on the field. One thing that we always know for sure here on Locked On Patriots is that the wisdom, the counsel, and the reason that we always need is going to be brought by my co-host today, Steve Balistrieri. Buddy, thank you so much for joining me here today. Before I let you go, please let all Patriots fans know where they can find you, interact with you, and what we can look forward to in terms of Pat's coverage from you this week. Yeah, um, I write for patsfans.com. Um you know, my Twitter address is uh, at SteveB7SFG. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm fascinated by this game this week because it, it has a lot of meaning, and I think it has a lot of meaning for the Saints, too. Uh, mm-hmm. They started off 2-0. and They've dropped two straight. They don't want to get into uh, a three-game losing streak, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a big game for both teams this week. Uh, I think it's a little more imperative for the Patriots than for them. But, you know, um, Dennis Allen, uh, he's done a pretty good job this year. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought they should have won that Green Bay game. They could easily be 3-1 and one right now. Mm-hmm. And New England could actually be 3-1 and one or 0-4. Oh it, it's been that close in all their games. So it just shows how the uh, – the margin for error in this league is so razor thin. And so I'm looking forward to writing more about that this week. And as always, my friend, I'm so glad that you asked me on. Uh, I love talking football with you. I just miss doing it in person. Absolutely. We all miss you up here, Steve, and hopefully you'll be able to get back up here for some training camp next year. But in the meantime, we always love bringing your wisdom, counsel, and reason to all of our Locked On family here and all of you Locked On Patriots listeners. All of you everydayers know that Steve has been a staple on this show for years. I've been now the host for over four years here on Locked On Patriots, and Steve is part of the Locked On family and for good reason. Uh, He's one of the best in the business, and uh, I value your insight and your opinion as much as anyone. So thank you, my friend, for always being there for the handoff when I need you and for joining me to lend your insight to Locked On Patriots. And folks, what can I say? I thank all of you for all of your support, all of you everydayers that make Locked On Patriots possible, but even all of you casual listeners and all of you first-time listeners appreciate you just as much, if not more. Thank you all, allowing us to do what we love to do here in this realm, which is talk Patriots football, and give you our opinions, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what we're here for, and we hope to continue to do that for many years to come. So on behalf of my good friend, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, I am Mike DeBate reminding you to stay safe, to stay well, and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Don't forget, if you're headed up to Gillette this weekend, please drive to and from the stadium safely, and whatever type of enjoyment you're going to have in this game, folks, please do so responsibly and with a level head at all times. On behalf of Steve Balistrieri, I'm Mike DeBate. Have a great day, a great weekend, and enjoy the game on Sunday.